chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. And for anyone who'd like to follow along, I'll be reading from the NIV. Jesus has risen. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Here ends the reading of the word. We welcome you today to Weston Park Baptist Church. It's our Easter Sunday virtual service. Um, we wish we were all together, but we've said that before. Here we are, and we praise God that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Over the last number of weeks, we've been following Jesus on his way to Jerusalem. And then on Good Friday, we had the, uh, the story of him being driven into the desert, uh, driven as our scapegoat and bearing our sins. So we thought about that, and now here today, we are on the other side of that, and that Christ is risen. I'm holding what's uh, known as a triptych, and I think we've already got a shot of it, but this is a couple of hundred years old, this piece, and it's a religious uh, aid, if you like, for devotion. And it's a carving of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So it's a Trinitarian a reminder that uh, God, Christ, the Spirit have worked for us, and we see that all come together in a beautiful way on this Easter Sunday. So with that in mind, I show that because with the triptych, it, it's a piece of art with three panels. And with that in mind, we're going to um, think of our story in terms of three panels. And it's taken from Mark chapter 16, and it's brief, uh, but it has some good stuff there for us to consider. So the first panel has to do with uh, three women named uh, Mary Magdalene and also Mary, the mother of James, and thirdly, Salome. And they are friends of Christ. And in fact, in Mark 15, they are mentioned as being at a distance watching the entire crucifixion. So they were there through the whole piece. As we remember the story, that the uh, disciples have all fled. None of them are there. But these three women are there, off maybe 100 feet, and they are taking it all in. So they are very much aware of what has happened to Christ. So as you remember how the story goes, Christ is crucified on Good Friday in the afternoon, and then it's, uh, there's a need to rush the burial process to get him uh, the, his body into the tomb uh, before sundown when the Sabbath begins 
on Friday night. And so they do so. And as a result of that, the normal anointing process is not being accomplished and fulfilled. So these three friends of Christ have it in mind that they are going uh, to fulfill this requirement, which is important for them to anoint the body of Jesus. So then on the end of the Sabbath, so now we're the next day, it's Saturday night. Have you ever been in Jerusalem? Uh, you know at the end of the Sabbath, the, the city starts to wake up. And it goes from dead calm to more movement. And during that time, after sunset on the Saturday, the three friends gather together. And they are talking, they are reflecting on what's happened, and they are particularly looking for spices to anoint the body of Christ. So they're in the markets, and these spices would be in big sacks, red, yellow, brown, whatever. They are feeling them, they are looking at them, and they finally make their purchases, and they have them. And then they say, well, we'll meet in the morning, and that will be the Sunday morning, and we will go to the tomb. So this is all the first panel is preparation for going to the actual tomb. So in the morning, Sunday morning, at sunrise, they get together, and they make their way out through the city. The graves normally, the tombstones, would be outside the city walls. They are making their way to the tomb. It's a somber event, I would imagine. They're contemplating what has happened to their friend Jesus, their Lord. And as they go, they're talking, but they're also concerned about, well, how actually were we going to get to the body because there's this big stone that's in front of the uh, tomb. Surprising, perhaps, that they haven't thought about that earlier, but that's what they're doing. The tomb, the stone is rolled into place, and once it's rolled into place, it goes into some crevices, and it's really difficult to move once it's established. Nevertheless, they're on their way. This is all what's happening on the way to the tomb. And I would suggest they're going with heavy hearts. And, you know, I think in our Easter season, there is this mixture of heaviness and sadness and also joy. And as the women went to the tomb with heavy hearts, maybe right now as you are listening, as you're contemplating the Easter story, there's some heaviness in your own heart. Part of it brought on with this COVID-19 virus. We know there are concerns with health. We know there are concerns with employment. We know there are concerns for money. Three big things in our culture. And because of the virus, each family is struggling and dealing in their own way. So we go to the tomb with our own heaviness even as these three friends, these three women, go as well. So that's the first panel, going towards the tomb. When they get there, the second panel, we are surprised. Surprised because as they come, they find that the stone is already being rolled away. And in these uh, Middle Eastern tombs at the time, there was an antechamber. You could go into the antechamber, and the body would be farther in another uh, small room beyond, if you like. And so the, the stone is gone, so they walk right into the, the tomb. Now they're in the tomb, and they see this young man who's presented by Mark as an angel, but he's a young man. 
He's dressed in a white gown, and he is glowing. I mean, the heavenly um, picture of what we note as a halo, all of that's going on, the luminosity of this young man. So he is there, and the, the women are taken back by, the, by this. They're afraid. And the angel says, do not be afraid. And then in staccato form, he says, you seek Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has been raised. Look where they had laid him. He's no longer there. So four staccato punches, if you like. You seek Jesus the Nazarene, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus from Galilee. That's the, the idea in Jesus the Nazarene. You seek him. You seek the one who was crucified, and all three of them can say in their own mind, yeah, yeah, man, we know that. We've been through that whole scene. We were there. We saw the whole thing. Crucified. He was crucified. One word in the Greek. And then another word, one word, he has been raised. He didn't raise himself. He has been raised passive. God has raised him. And look, fourthly, that was where he was, but he's no longer here. Four staccato statements blowing their minds, if you like, of these dear friends of Christ. And then the young man says and gives them a commission. He says, hey, I want you to go. Jesus wants you to go to Galilee. He goes before you. Go tell the disciples, and particularly Peter, that they are to go and meet Jesus in Galilee. Now, it's interesting that Mark's the only one who singles out Peter here. Go tell the disciples and Peter. Because if you remember the story, Peter is the one who denied Christ. He said, no, all the rest may deny you, but I'll never deny you. Jesus says, you will deny me three times before the evening is over. And that's exactly what ha has happened. And Peter, Peter is devastated by all of this. But the angel says, go tell the disciples and Peter. They've all failed Christ, and Peter especially, and they all know it. And Peter, the leader, has let Jesus down. But the angel reminds the women, you go and tell them and tell Peter to go to Galilee. And so as modern believers, we also hear these words. So what, what does it say to us? The angel says, go into Galilee. So we are to leave this tomb, and we are also to go into our own Galilee. Go back into our everyday. And here we are given the same commission, this great work, that we are to represent Jesus wherever we find ourselves in the everyday of our lives, in our, Gal in our Galilee, present Christ, walk with Christ, be with Christ in your own world. The disciples in the tomb. Second panel. And then there's the third panel. And the third panel is they leave the tomb. It's only one verse. Interesting. Let me just read that one verse. Here it is. I'll, I'll back up. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee there you will see him just as he told you. The last verse. So they went out and fled from the tomb for terror and amazement had seized them. 
And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. That's how the gospel ends. For they were afraid. It actually ends with the word for. We would anticipate the women leaving the tomb, this third panel, going out in joy, saying, hey, Christ has been raised, running to the disciples and telling them the good news. That's what we anticipate. But Mark doesn't do that. Mark says the women leave and go out in fear, and they go out in silence and tell no one. That's a surprise. They return to fear, if you like. They came in fear and now go out in fear. The option is for them to go out in joy. But they return to this place of fear. I would say just like we often do as well. We come into this season of COVID-19 and we begin and we are afraid. All of our world is upside down. We come into the Easter story and we are promised resurrection life. But we can leave and just return to our Status quo. Go back to our fear. Go back to our anxieties, our insecurities. Whatever those issues are that we had on Friday, we go back to them on Sunday, Easter, Monday. At this point, the challenge is for us. Do we go back and hold on to our old attachments, whatever they are? You have yours, I have mine. Do we go back and grab them? Or do we go out and know that Jesus is there with us, what we might call it present risenness, that Jesus is, has been raised and he's with us as we go out into our world, our own Galilee. Will we do that? Or do we hold back in fear? Henry Nowton, as well as others, have used the picture of do we live with closed fists? Or do we live with open hands? When we live in fear, this is how we, we're uptight. Our shoulders are lots of crampness. We're tight, 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 tight. And with Jesus and present risenness, we are invited to open our hands and then go out into Galilee. And when we do so, we will indeed meet Jesus. Jesus will meet us there in our Galilee. And so instead of fear, we can go out in confidence. Instead of dread, we can go out with a sense of peace and hope and perhaps even joy. And so on this Easter Sunday, three panels, the women go to the tomb. They are in the tomb. They leave the tomb. Will we do the same but leave the tomb in confidence and hope that the risen Christ is with us? Christ has been raised. He has been raised indeed. In Jesus' name, amen.